0: Hey Justin. What's going on, Mills? Hey, did you know that this marks five years of me actually doing podcasts? It's been five years since the start of Two Belts, all the way up to the A Show 124 right now. That's half a decade, half your adult life. Oh my God. Well, listen. I want to thank Podcorn because this is the first time in five years that I've actually received a sponsorship opportunity and been in contact with these brands in order to sponsor my show. I want these people to know that Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host reads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With, podca- with Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of any size can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. Me and you, we just made an account, signed up, and almost immediately we we're connected with brands who want to provide sponsorship opportunities to us. So I personally want to thank Podcorn for providing sponsorship opportunities for this podcast and for other podcasters moving forward. Now let's start the show.
1: And just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them. You thank them. I mean... People, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, Stephanie, Stephanie, just, just, just come on. Welcome to the A Show.
2: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A-Show with the Kings, or pro wrestling podcast. It is episode 124 of the A-Show. Meals, what is going on on this super Tuesday, super showdown of the Democrats' day?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can vote in my state. So
2: what? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Can I? You've been to prison? <laughs> What's wrong no. with No. <laughs> You can vote in New York today. Oh, I no, no, like no, you oh, no. You're not. You're not a part of it. Didn't, didn't you guys already go? Or did you? are you guys coming up? You know what?
0: <laughs> I feel like Twitter will tell me. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's where I get all my political stances and political <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> and all my advice about bad recording contracts and all this other stuff like that. So <laughs> I think I'm going to kind of leave all that there. And when the world tells me it's time to go Democrat, then I'm going to support the way I can. But other than that, I'm fine. It's been a pretty stacked week of professional wrestling. It's been a pretty stacked week just in general. um i'm very happy that we have one of our Royal rumble winner guests on the line um he is the host of the stay busy podcast his name is armand um i want to welcome you to the show sir thank you welcome to the show
1: yeah thank y'all for having me uh big fan of uh so
0: yeah it's dope to be here man Listen, who I I forgot which Rumble winner got you here? The,
2: the mom, I think the men. I think the men. Drew. Yeah,
0: and it's Drew, real, Drew. I
1: actually predicted him to win. I mean, I mean, most people did, so like it's not a big deal. But
0: like, no, they didn't. You don't have to be. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that taken away from us. You know what I'm saying?
1: You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, no one thought it, it was just me. (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i don't want that taken away from us that we call drew after him of cutting weeks of like these apollo stand-up ass promos and uh (laughs) kipping up and counting backwards from three to two to one and stuff like that i don't want them to take away from us but shout out to drew mcintyre who brought you here tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of like the things you do maybe your podcast yeah when did you start watching wrestling and
1: more man Oh man, wrestling! I've been a life lifelong fan. I think that's I, well, I, not fully lifelong. I think I started like 2002, right in the ruthless aggression Brock era. Ooh, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, aside from that. Big music guy, music journalist, uh, playlist curator. Like you said, I host a podcast, Stay Busy. We drop every Monday. Uh, it's uh, basically centered around around responsible discussions on the music business and music culture. We started back in December. So it's been a really, really fun experience. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, besides that, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy. I love to tweet. Um and yeah, my like I said, I'm I'm, I'm I'm hyped to be here and talk some shit about wrestling. So how, how do
2: you how do you feel about the Megan The Stallion stuff going on right now? Ah man, it's um it's tough. I mean, being
1: being a journalist, it's it's our responsibility to look at all sides. Like yes. I'm, I'm a huge Megan fan. I love Megan. So of course, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh fuck these labels. These labels suck. But. Then you hear from someone who's on the inside working with her and and you hear their side and it's like, all right, well, you know, there's a lot of people who end up getting into these deals and they don't fully understand what's going on. They don't make good decisions. Um, Possibly someone in their team weren't they weren't paying attention to the right thing. So it's a really shitty situation to be in Um, and it's, there's definitely fault on both sides, I feel, but I, I want to hear more from Meg because like Carl Crawford in his, uh, that interview, that yeah, interview was crazy. Yeah, it was wild, but like he, he, he gave like some pretty concrete numbers and he said, like, I have receipts. So now I, I want to hear from Meg and see, you know, like what, what she can bring out to kind of give more balance to the situation.
2: Yeah, I think it's, and I, and I know we're going to get to the wrestling really soon, but I think it's super interesting that, you know, within this, and of course, obviously, I did I did music journalism before, and I'm I'm still within the industry, of course, but I think it's interesting that people are automatically turning to the side of, of the artist as if, like, let's say whether Meg was 20 or 23, and she signed a deal that gave her 40% of her master's, I know people that have been in the game for over 10 years that don't even have half of that, yeah, and they have to buy them back. Yeah. When they're and when they're Jay Z's age, and he's almost fifty, and I think that it's you know if this is true and what Carl, what Carlos is saying is true, I think there was like you said, there's definitely some wrong on both sides, and I think we have to look beyond Meg into the people who've enabled or who are who are you know looking to quote unquote protect her, yeah. including Rock Nation. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of that, but I also you know and I think Mill shares the same sentiment here. It's like every single week it's something with her that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with her music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the uh, the uh, nature uh these days of music. Like a lot of the, the things we end up talking about have nothing to do with new songs. Yeah. Uh, it's wild.
0: So um, what's your what's your, hold on what's your podcast name and where can they find it? In
1: oh yes, that? uh stay busy with Armand Sadler. Um we're on Apple, Spotify, um, Audio Mac. You can listen directly on our distribution platform. Um yeah, it uh, drops every Monday, 9 a.m. So check it out. It's real dope. We also try to keep it short, you know, um, for, for, for your commute or just, you know, because there's a lot of long pack podcasts these days, like two hours, and it's like some people just be chatting. But but we, we try to make sure that you know, <laughs> our conversations are, are quality. So, yeah, man.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let's Love get into that. Let's get into No Holds Barred. We got a pretty packed show. We got a lot of recaps that we have to talk about before we even get to even the mania moment. Uh, so, first off, uh, some some really terrible news, or potentially terrible news. Uh, it was just found by the CDC that there was the first case of coronavirus found in Tampa. And if you guys don't know, WrestleMania is going to be in Tampa next month. How do you guys feel about this? Oh, I'm also going to be there. So, that's great, too. Oh,
0: well, how I feel about it, I won't be there. So, <laughs> that's generally how I feel about it. Um, gosh, I mean... This is sort of a widespread epidemic that we kind of saw. I mean to be honest with you, with any sort of mass sporting event, it should be at least some sort of worry with the amount of, especially if cases have come up in your city and if they're you know continuing to grow um I feel so- I feel so bad for all the people in kind of Washington state because there's been kind of a lot of casualties over there from the various thus far mm-hmm. um but You know, for it to come, for it to rear its ugly head on the road to WrestleMania. I mean, really, the biggest heel that we could think of is the coronavirus right now. And I mean, it's like coronavirus than like Randy Orton. Like, (laughs) it's 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 crazy that we've gone this far. I want to. I really, in terms of what I think about it, is just everybody wash your hands. I hope at WrestleMania there's at least there's a sink
2: wash your hands and your ass. <laughs> yes, please Wash both of them, please. Uh, but, uh, you know, definitely going to be a lot, you know, a lot more careful. Uh, and, you know, it, it really is, you know, terrible WWE and Stephanie McMahon, more specifically, uh, they spoke to her this week and they said they're doing everything they can to not only educate, but also keep their eye on what's going on. And I have no doubt mm-hmm. that even if it has to be them putting, you know, hand washing stations at every you know part of the arena or of Tampa Bay that weekend they're gonna do it and you know what everyone should use it so uh, before you go to that light tube uh, match death match <laughs> make sure you wash your oh, hands yeah. before you go in there well, well, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we're a couple more
0: things too when you're heading to <laughs> the venues where these light tube things are because I know those fans is just you
2: know <laughs> a little smelly Armin, have you have you uh, have you been uh, in the event uh, with, with a lot of smelly fans before? Um,
1: nothing off the top of my head. No.
0: <laughs> Listen, you're in a better you're in a better place yeah, for it, it. Right now.
2: Yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see. Karma comes around. So <laughs> uh,
2: let, let's get into this busy weekend of shows that started on Thursday of last week. The first show was Super Showdown which uh, I didn't think it was a really super great show. I thought it had pretty good moments in it. Like, I, I really enjoyed the AJ Styles Undertaker confrontation. Uh, obviously, I really enjoyed the, the main event for, for the chaos it caused for over 24 hours after it ended and, uh, and other things. But I think, you know, as a whole, pretty forgettable, including, like, the Roman Reigns match. Um, how did you guys feel about it? I thought this was one of the better Saudi
1: shows that, 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 that I've seen. Um, I definitely agree there were some big moments Uh I hated that that, that gauntlet match it was, it was terrible and, and until the end Um the tag team match between Miz and Morrison and New Day was pretty good I, I like that
0: Uh it was really good I'll tell you that yeah oh, okay all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy was also a, a, a solid match too um so yeah, it was it was it was definitely one of the better Saudi shows. I mean, I you, you kind of know what you're going to get from it. Um that they're, they're going to bring back legends and and old people who have no business uh fighting these these matches, but uh, overall it was it was solid. I
0: think uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, to me, all right, so I didn't get to watch the entire show all at the same time cuz there was a there was a town hall meeting at work and I had to go and it was in the middle of the show i came back you know who i i left as uh, aj styles was doing the running man or something along those no, lines was um i came back and what was, what did i come back to i think the end of baron corbin versus roman reigns which was pretty good cuz i did not want to see that match ever again um <laughs> i don't know if the match was good or not let me know please uh if exactly. it was
2: it was right. i right. thought it was pretty boring i think that was on twitter the whole time <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so I get there, and of course we get we get the setup for the main event, right? Mm-hmm. And the Saudi show main events notoriously nothing ever good comes from th- these main events. I'm talking about remember Brock versus Braun, where it was yeah. like, oh, I guess they're gonna put the title on Braun. Nope. <laughs> um the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. That was a one. mess. A um, forty-minute mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seth mm. Rollins versus the Fiend. <laughs> I mean, it was the best match they had.
2: It was the best match they had had. Yeah. Think.
0: I mean, yes. Yeah. And now we get to the point where we have Goldberg versus The Fiend, and the Saudi shows have just proved grand opening, grand closing for The Fiend because... Yeah. Saudi to Saudi. Yeah, <laughs> Saudi to Saudi. I mean, no. it kind of, like, lets you know, like, man, is this guy, like... It's like they found one cash grab and decided, let's go for the bigger one. <laughs> like That's how I kind of feel like they treated him in terms of the Saudi show, because initially when he got, you know, initially when they put the belt on him, it's like, oh, we got all these opportunities for this like kind of, you know, merchandise. He's kind of like new type of style. They got masks. They got championship belts or $7,000, ah, ah, blah, 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 blah. Um, then we get to this show, and they're like, oh, but we need to make money for WrestleMania. <laughs> and then Q Goldberg in, who I don't even think was supposed to be in the match originally. I think Kane was until he got injured, um, or at least it was promoted that Kane was. And then Goldberg wins the strap, and all hell <laughs> loose.
1: Would Kane have, have given us a a uh, something more exciting than, than Goldberg?
2: Dean? No, no. no. It, I'm
1: wondering.
2: It, it would have been like a really magical match it would have had fire and, <laughs> and, and electricity and shit like that like, but let's get right let, let's get right down to brass tacks here Goldberg of course if you've seen the cover of this episode or I mean have been anywhere within the wrestling hemisphere in the past seven days Goldberg beats the fiend uh, took about five spears I think and one jackhammer or a suplex whatever you want to call it
1: jackhammer <laughs> that was horrendous.
2: <laughs> I think the I think Bray sandbagged him a little bit. I think he wasn't too. I think I think Bray was a little scared to be that high up with Goldberg holding him.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it takes a lot of core strength to take the jackhammer, and I wouldn't doubt that the fiend has much core strength. To be honest with you,
2: I, absolutely not. Um, this caused so much anger, but I think you know even within social media, there's been a very small majority of people and as well as like on this show that we've, we've kind of felt the same way about the theme for months now. It's like, once he gets the belt, there's nothing for him to do. And they've been stretching this out from October all the way to this point. I'm surprised they even got two Brian matches out of this that actually were passable. And and a mismatch even out of this that, that kind of it was just like a holding pattern for the fiend. And like I didn't think his reign was particularly exciting or spectacular. I think everyone was waiting for the Roman to beat him. And I think that's kind of the wrong way you want to look at a, a championship reign. You don't want to look at it as okay, he's just holding until this guy beats him. I think that's the wrong idea to look at someone who who was in a title reign. I think it should be a strong, a strong you know, group of matches. And I think they just didn't do it right with Bray. And I, again, the same with Braun, I don't think this character needs a belt and they booked themselves into a corner by doing this. And I think Goldberg was honestly the best solution here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't, yeah, bring, I, I can't think of anyone aside from Roman that I, that it would have made sense for him to lose to. So yeah. Well, why not bring back
0: bill? <laughs> big one thing just in general. I mean, I've been saying this since legitimately the beginning. And I felt, I don't want to say I felt kind of vindicated when this actually happened, but I felt sort of like, in my mind, I'm like, why are you guys making such a ruckus? I mean, yes, it's Bill Goldberg, but you know, it's Bill Goldberg, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is someone who, even if his name is just mentioned, he generates attention, Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that that should be a reason you put a championship on someone just because they draw attention. But at the end of the day, I think in terms of the Fiend's process, I think the Fiend was a flawed character. Like we said, I think the Fiend was a flawed character since the beginning. And I think the Fiend, in terms of the trajectory that they did, they they, I I I'm very, you know. I don't like to use the word ruined because I don't think you can ruin anyone in professional wrestling. I think there are ebbs and flows, there are peaks and valleys. You can come back. It's not really um, something. I don't. I think the fiend will be back eventually, and he'll yeah. be back in sort of a main event program eventually. But the trajectory. For the first six months of this character, for him to win the championship and set the bar kind of so high, he's unable to deliver the actual matches you did. And then it was kind of like a waiting game until Roman got there. To Mm. me, it's not how you kind of want to treat the character. And I think just in general, to me, Bray Wyatt wasn't it. I mean, sorry, not Bray Wyatt, but The Fiend wasn't it. And I don't think he didn't have the matches to carry it. He didn't have the, you know, it was more so of a waiting game. It was he was a cool character, but he doesn't need the belt. And in, no. in, in, in any part of this thing, and I think honestly, the Goldberg versus Roman Reigns match, in my opinion, is a much more—you wouldn't lie to me and say you want to see Roman Reigns versus the Fiend. Like six I, weeks of the Fiend attacking
2: Roman Reigns, or and or, <laughs> or Roman Roman looking at the Titan Tron in confusion for six weeks, like I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fun. Like I, I think they need to go back to the drawing board with the Fiend a little bit and f- figure out what made this cool again. And I think it was the, the off kilter, the inside jokes. Remember that when he, when he had the inside jokes, to Vince and stuff like that. Like, that was what made the character cool. And it made it seem like he was speaking to us. Once you put a mm-hmm. belt on him, he has to live up to a certain, a certain thing. And I just don't think he lived up to it within the six months. So we have officially, I mean, it pretty much took Roman coming out and saying, I'm next. And that's all I needed to take. I mean, Roman never lost his belt. I think this is a big match. No one else on SmackDown can, can face Goldberg. Nah. I didn't even want, I didn't even want them to
0: patronize me by setting up the elimination chamber and setting up five or the guys to go in there knowing full well, we all believe that they were going to lose. Yeah. Um, if this is the match that they're going to go with, let's go all the way in with the match. Let's make sure to get a lot of story time. Let's make sure to get Roman over like Rover. Um, Let's make sure to sort of really build and anticipate this match. And let's not do it the kind of way where we do it at the expense of other people on the show, because 100% Baron Corbin's eating another pin. If they do elimination chamber for this match, Daniel O'Brien is eating another pin. All these people are eating pins for no particular reason. When the point is just like, if we're going to go get Roman, Let's just do Roman versus Goldberg and make that a moment right there. Yeah,
1: it was it was clear that they were position, positioning Roman for, for, for a big main title push. So, like, I yeah, I agree. It would have been dumb to make him earn it and may make us watch that. Like, the tag team elimination match seems way more interesting to me. So, yeah.
2: Um, real quick, uh, meals or, or armoring, if you guys watched it, uh, AEW Revolution, I watched one match that was the – the tag match I find with AEW I'm only really interested in Kenny Omega's program so I pretty much only watch him on the shows. so I thought <laughs> that I thought the tag team match was was phenomenal um I don't think I will go full five on it I think it was a bit too long but um I really enjoyed Adam Page's match as well so he's somebody again like they're they're really me in with certain characters and I think Kenny and Adam are two of my favorites on that show right now but the rest of it I I, I couldn't do I can't do a Cody match so how do you feel <laughs> about the show I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, well, all right. All right. Listen. I uh, listen, am I the only one wa-
0: I guess I'm the only one on this thing who watched the show? Um for once for once. <laughs> in right? <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> Get the let out. Um <laughs> no, but I think just in general to me I thought it was an okay show. It was a very solid show. I think the the moment of they kind of reel you in with these moments. And I think the Adam Page thing, I'm very, I would say, happy that they've kind of like rehabilitated his character from the first pay-per-view and kind of made him sort of mean something because they, you know, they made him number one contender. And from the moment of him riding on that horse in there looking like, you know, the corniest person ever to now kind of having the shades of gray, sort of will he won't he? There's an opportunity to make him into a face. There's an opportunity to slide him into a heel. They kind of got a lot of wiggle room with um with Adam Page. I think that's you know a win on AEW's part. Um, yeah, I didn't much. enjoy, mo- yeah, I didn't enjoy most of the show. Um, the main event, I kind of you know I I watched it kind of, um. But John Moxley winning, um, I'm sure it'll be great. But I think John Moxley at this point is, I don't know if he fully realizes it, or if anyone fully realizes it at this point. But I believe that people are going to be excited with who actually takes the belt off of
2: him. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I, I think, think it, I think
2: you're going to get those same matches every single time, unless there has there's there's like a bunch of like foolery in it which i'm which I'm pretty sure the main event had i'm not i haven't seen it right. yet but uh it, it's it's going to be just a lot of just the same type of foolery to cover up the fact that he is he does work that wwe style in that culture uh mm-hmm. where it is it is storyline over athleticism whereas aew is a lot more athleticism but it's just going to be funny to see how they make this storyline interesting because other than the jericho and the inner circle And maybe MGF, I don't see any strong heels there unless he starts facing the Dark Order. So, I mean, we
0: are getting hints of the Dark Order and all this other stuff. So maybe that's something that could happen in the future. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It's sort of the card goes. it's, It's kind of easier from the Jericho standpoint to kind of list up or line up a set of challengers and figure that out because they've established a lot of faces on the card. Yeah, Um, there's Kenny, there's Cody, there's the Bucks, there's Moxley, there's everyone. But in terms of actually looking on the other side, it's like, has the heels, are you really going to buy the MJF story? Are you really going to buy? I mean, you could do Jericho again. I mean, but you know what? I'm sure um, I'm sure MJ, I'm sure Cyrus will go into this so much more in depth on their show, The War Report, which you can listen to this Friday on the A-Show on RNC Radio. So make sure you tune into that show because they're going to go over NXT and they're going to go over AEW, and I'm going to tune in. So
2: Yeah, and we're, and we're on a new channel now. So uh, make sure you follow us, or sorry, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts at uh, the A-Show RNC and on Spotify as well. Subscribe to us, leave a comment, like the page. It helps us out so much as far as letting us know what you guys oh, like, yeah, what you guys five stars, like. Five stars, please. Right. Please, please. We got to bring back the, uh, the, the five-star reviews segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. Uh, let's let's set that up pretty pretty soon. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, next up, really really quick, ruthless ruthless aggression. They they've dropped two episodes, I believe, since uh, last week. Uh, one of them was the Evolution episode, and then on Monday they dropped the Brock Lesnar episode. I saw both. I feel as though the Evolution episode was way too long. I think the Brock Lesnar episode needed a lot. Like I thought, I, I, you couldn't went like two hours on that just off of his two years there because they didn't even touch on like his other heel turn when he faced Eddie and all that stuff. They kind of skipped right over that, and I thought that was the most interesting twist to his character because he was more comedic. But the Evolution one was just like. Thirty minutes on Ric Flair, <laughs> forty on Triple H. Like I, I could have gone without it. What'd you guys feel? It yeah, def- Armand, oh, oh, I want to
0: ask you because you said you came in around two thousand two, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, you didn't. I mean, for someone who's watching back then, it's like Brock Lesnar, like really, like kind of one of the first major guys that you'd seen at that time. Yeah, bro- Brock was my favorite. Uh, well, when I first started watching, yeah, it's a it's crazy No, nah, c- continue i mean did you watch it oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I watched i watched it uh i watched it
1: last night i fell asleep finished it today but um it was it was it was cool i mean it's it's always cool to get those behind the scenes looking and, and hear other wrestlers talking about you know that person's impact it felt like they were kind of trying to frame a narrative to make us feel bad for brock uh, in a way <laughs> yeah he he doesn't like people he he, he didn't like hates being, travel uh, yet, like he doesn't want to work i was like oh, okay they're, they're spending a lot of time on this like there's definitely some they're definitely pushing a certain a certain story or a certain narrative but uh it, it was cool i mean ha- having lived through it as a kid and then looking back like it's like damn brock was really a fucking beast like, like he came yeah. hot like hot and Uh, And Paul talked about it when when the doc opened, like Brock was only there for two years and he did all that. And then, you know, obviously he came back and he's had a crazy run since 2012. But uh, it was cool. I I liked it. I mean, WWE is always going to push certain narratives and shit like that. So you kind of got to expect it. Um, But yeah, it was cool. And then uh, the 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 other one, the uh, uh, Triple H. Sorry, but uh, that was cool they, they spent a lot of time on like Rick and like how much he was struggling and how triple H kind of saved him. And that kind of felt a, a bit like they were trying to push a certain agenda as well. Um, but it was cool. I, I had no idea about, about the Mark Dindrax stuff. Um, so that was interesting to figure out. It would have been super weird seeing him next to all of them. Like, um, oh, he,
2: he, he would have flamed out really quick. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That drop kick only goes you so far. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of the, the Brock episode, I mean, in terms of just watching it, it kind of, like, reminded me, there was this old Brock home video or DVD or something, like, a Here Comes a Pain. They did it really, like, he, I remember him during that era getting a DVD really, really quickly, and that's where you see the footage of him on the farm without, with the sleeves cut and the sunglasses and stuff like that, but... Um, it's like you said, yeah, they really try to frame a narrative like, yeah, he really, really kind of hated this thing, and that's kind of why he got out, even though he would have been the biggest star at the time, but I felt like they could have like Justin said, added a few more elements to kind of make it so you were learning a few more things. Everything that you've seen, you can watch on a DVD. You can watch, yeah. you can read a Wikipedia profile and kind of see what happened here. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, like, kind of the backstage stuff. Tell me about that meeting. I mean, they talked about when he was going to quit, and he was like, oh, "You're just going to quit," and I was just, "Yeah." But like, tell me about the meeting, like afterwards. Talk mm-hmm. to me about like the lawsuit. That he filed against WWE because WWE said he could not work anywhere else. And he was like, I'm an independent contractor. I can work wherever the hell I want. Um, Tell me about the whole Japan stint. I mean, maybe that's too far stretched from the WWE. But they managed to get all the way back to 2012. Mm -hmm. Without, with pretty much explaining that he wanted to do football and then he went to MMA, and I'm just like, but that's not really kind of the whole story.
2: Also, yeah. what 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 was the conversation to bring him back was my it was literally the most interesting thing they could have said, and they didn't say anything yeah, about it. Yeah, not at all. Like <laughs> yeah. there was, I don't even think
0: they interviewed Vince McMahon for this show at this point. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Um, but there, there's so many different things I felt like they could have added in just to make it kind of seem like, oh, this is must see to have a conversation start from this, that they kind of left out. So I ke- feel kind of bummed from that, but it was kind of great reminding me that, like, I remember I, yeah, I remember... I forgot
2: the Hulk Hogan match, period. I, oh. I, I had forgotten that, that was the guy he beat to get the, to uh, Rock. Cooked him. I remember that <laughs> match was aired on
0: a Saturday in New York because... They preempted that show for a Mets baseball game, some shit like that, New York, whatever, Um, UPN, whatever. But they preempted it, and I remember watching it on Saturday and just like, whoa! In like the middle afternoon, I'm just like, whoa! And I also remember that SummerSlam match, watching it with two of my friends. I'm like 12 at the time. I'm watching it with two of my friends, and all of us turning against The Rock, and The Rock is my guy, but like Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar, like he's a superhero. At that time. yeah he's insane like it's it, it's crazy man but it, it was a good it's good for the memories man for sure it, for sure
2: very very good uh a couple a couple quick hits before we get into the mania moment uh in our introduction of mark madness uh randy orton on raw on monday holy shit what a promo he, he meets up he meets up with uh beth phoenix or comes out during beth phoenix uh her, her update on Edge, note that she didn't say anything about Edge, so I think that's going to play into some, something next week as well, uh, mm-hmm. but she, he gives an impassioned promo about how Edge was the guy who saved his life and then who, who kind of motivated him and showed him that he could be uh, the Randy Orton that we know today. Uh, This ends up with with Randy basically saying that what he did to Edge two months ago was to save his life, was to make sure that he could have moments with his children and that he loved his children more than Beth did and blame Beth for it. She slaps him. He gives her RKO. And I think that uh, Byron gives one of the greatest calls he's ever given since the Kofi call uh, a year ago Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the show. What would you guys feel about the end of Raw?
1: Oh, nuts. That shit was like Randy is a gem, and Randy's always been one of my favorite wrestlers. But like the way he's consistently delivered over the course of his career, because like you know fans can, can, can get tired of people, you know they can get tired of certain programs. But Randy's just he's always booked a, in a certain way where like he's he's just always nailing shit. Like that was that was absolutely sick, and like you know it, it obviously brought me back to 20 RKO Stephanie McMahon and RKO Stacy Keebler and it's just, like. it it, it, as as toxic as it is it's not getting old yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean yeah I mean to be honest with you um, that Randy Orton promo might be legitimately and I've watched wrestling since the 90s that might be one of the best promos that I've ever seen in my life like and I'm like kidding you not and I know it's like some people may see it as hyperbole but the way that Randy delivered that promo, the way he landed on certain moments in that promo, yeah. the, he didn't just talk his way through it. He he took you on the journey, took you through the story at the at the point where you're sitting in front of that Brooklyn crowd, that your Brooklyn crowd. I I'm, I apologize for the years, um, <laughs> but you're sitting in front of that crowd and you've got them engaged for a segment that started, like, 20 minutes before the show went off air. And you've got them engaging, hanging on your every word. And I'm just like, bruh, this is masterful. This is, like, this is art. This is incredible. And then he RKO's Beth Phoenix. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. I'm ready for this feud. Like, it's, it's crazy that, like, yes, you know. Toxic masculinity gets me
2: amped for more in the future. But but you know what else I liked is that they don't do male on female violence that often in the show. So when it happens, it's really shocking. And I think we all knew what was going to happen here. But... I think when you see it happen, it's like, you know, complete shock. Of course, Brooklyn cheered, but it was complete shock yeah. for people at home. Turn up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah. Only wait until AEW throws Br- Breaker off of a building or something. So kind oh, of wow. That, well, right? Don't,
2: don't <laughs> give him any ideas. Uh, <laughs> Street Street Profits uh, won the tag team titles on uh, Raw as well. Really, really great pop. Really good match. Uh, I'd always figure, I think I'd even said on the show, I figured that KO was going to be the one to give them the straps that was going to lead to to KO versus Seth. Looks like we're still kind of getting our way over there. But once again, another wrinkle added to the KO Seth feud, uh, and it actually elevates the Street Profits. And I really like Kevin Owens tweeting about uh, their win also. I think that he's a really stand-up guy, man. Yeah. I liked Seth promo afterwards, too. Charlie on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chuck. Chuck.
0: Yeah. Chuck. No, but the the whole like, and Kevin, and, you know, he, he announces, he's like, first of all, I'm Seth Rollins. So I'm announcing this rematch. And I'm like, listen, go off, Seth. There you go. go. Um, and then he says, and then for Kevin, just name the time, name Bruh. the place.
2: I'm going to crucify you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Now you've got the point where he's agitated the heel so much the heel actually wants the match. But is he dragging himself into a situation that he may not be prepared for? Or maybe he is. Maybe he feels so confident because he's got the Monday Night Messiahs. Well,
2: well, he's so confident because he knows he's going to kill this man. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking yeah, it. A, its its beyond a fight at this point. It's—it is literal murder that he's thinking about for Kevin no, He went to kill him, bro. Yeah, be yeah. <laughs> a good match. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's go into our announcement of Mark Madness. Mills, you want to do the honors or talk about the uh, the, the, the brackets and everything? I, I think I think everyone's been waiting for the, this uh, this this year's edition of, of Mark Madness, and I think we have a really cool twist for this year as well.
0: So, Mark Madness this year, um, and, you know, announced the first round matches and all this, but Mark Madness, Queen of the Ring edition. So yeah! the ladies, it is March, it is, you know, Women's History Month, International Women's Day is only a few days away, so, um... Make sure you know we want to applaud all the 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 trailblazing women and especially the women. That really, this mark madness is, is to applaud all the women that's acting now because we're doing a Queen of the Ring for the WWE and it includes women from Raw, it includes women from SmackDown, it includes women from NXT, it includes women from NXT UK. Um, a thirty-two woman bracket. And yeah, I'm going to, you know what? I'll announce the first kind of round of matches because once the show airs, the tournament begins and it's uh-huh. going to continue until there is a winner. So once the show airs, the tournament will begin. The first set of matches, at least for round one, we have Bailey versus Liv Morgan.
2: Shout mm-hmm. out, Chris Novak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have Becky Lynch versus Ruby Riot, um, Charlotte versus Sonia Deville. <laughs> Easy. Oscar um, versus Mandy Rose.
2: Easy. That WrestleMania match, by the way.
0: <laughs> Alexa Bliss versus Carmella. Ooh. Man. Nikki Cross versus Natalia. Um. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks versus Kyrie Sane, and Naomi versus Lazy Evans, and that's just on the Raw SmackDown WWE side. Um. On the NXT NXT UK side, we have Ray Ripley versus Deanna Perrazzo, Shayna Baszler versus Zia Lee, Bianca Belair versus NXT UK's Ginny, Kaylee Ray of NXT UK versus Chelsea Green, Tony Storm versus Shotzi Blackheart, um, EO Shirai versus Tegan Knox, um, mm-hmm. Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim versus Piper Niven. Trust me once this starts going once this starts rolling it's going to get very very competitive with the women that we have thus far because WWE has by far the best women's roster that they've ever had in any point in life period yep. <laughs> just yeah just period end of story so who, who, are you, Mark who Mann, you
2: going for armin who are you
1: going for armin my jersey princess liv morgan
2: oh lord <laughs> yo 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 yeah i love
1: <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: She's amazing. She did good on Monday. I mean, she won the match. So, you know, at least she got some sort of momentum going into this. Um <laughs> if I had to choose who's going to take home, I mean, I think judging by the people who listen to this podcast, is going to be either Bianca Belair.
2: Versus Eo or, is gonna be a crazy, a crazy week. Yeah, or or um
0: I think Gosh, Sasha Banks as well as someone who's very popular between the people who listen to this podcast. Bailey is someone I can see because of the year that she's had and the run that she's had also kind of taking it to the distance. Asuka is always looming in the you know background. So we will see by the time next week, we'll have definitely the second round about to start or probably already have started and we'll figure things
2: out from there. But, yeah, um, that is Mark Madness for this month. Lit. Uh let's get into the mania moment really quick. Cause I know we have to do predictions as well. Uh, since it is super Tuesday, I want to take you guys, you mean no, this Neil, is why you did this. <laughs> yeah. I, it is super Tuesday. I want to take you guys back to 2007. Mm. WrestleMania 23. And you already know where I'm going with this battle of the billionaires, Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump. Of course, this all started on fan appreciation night on the 29th of January 20, uh, 2007 edition of Raw. Trump came in, and then they basically came out. He came in and, like, dropped mad money on the crowd. He, I remember this this episode, and I was like, what is going on? Like, they had, a, like, a Rosie O'Donnell match with, with two yeah. weird, <laughs> two indie wrestlers. <laughs> he,
0: I remember him buying Raw and making it commercial-free and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that was, really, like... Yeah, it was like a commercial-free Raw. I'm just buying it. I'm buying all of it. Like, And he's like, you know, like Vince McMahon, he doesn't know how to run his show. I'm going to run this show. I'm buying Monday Night Raw. And everyone's like, you can't buy a, a, a television <laughs> show. <laughs> like, so there was but apparently bunch, he did.
2: There was a bunch of foolishness. Uh, of course, uh, Vince McMahon chose Umaga, who would, who would be his representative, and... In a funny and and I go I want to ask this question, but Trump picks Bobby Lashley, who at the time was the Intercontinental Champion. My name Bobby. And uh, do you think Bobby Lashley regrets this, or was he just like, "Hey, it was a bag"?
0: Um, I'm sure Ooh. he was like, "It's a bag." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Back
1: then, I that feel was
0: a Bag. I feel so sorry. Sorry. Go on. Keep going Uh, on, Armel.
1: I was just saying. Even looking back, it's a bag. Like, fuck
0: it. (laughs) Um. No, but I feel like one of the parts I remember going into this match was that contract signing, right? Because it's this contract signing. It ends up like going on the overrun of Raw, and it ends up running like longer than the actual overrun i think it ran like another 20 minutes or so
2: and in in true trump fashion he just didn't know when to shut up and i remember that oh that he just he keeps freestyling and i'm pretty sure he's not running off the script and i think austin is trying to reel him
0: in like telling him like listen i'll stun the you know thing off of you and like of course trump is like no selling it but um he's got bobby in the ring and I remember Vince McMahon is like, I'm going to shave you bald. And it just be like one of those bald people. And I remember um, Stone Cold cutting, a, it's just a perfect line of like, you got something against bald people. <laughs> and then they kind of also cut to Bobby Lashley all the way in the corner with like the super mad face. And I'm just like, oh, this was an amazing segment. I mean, at the time, the whole Donald Trump versus Vince McMahon thing, harmless very harmless. harmless at the point looking back on it and i watched
2: it last weekend they absolutely. will never look back on this they're never, but let, let's be clear yeah. that i don't think i do think that if he's out of office um whether it be this year no. or, if, or do you think they're ever going to go back to this i don't think they're ever going to no. show this match again they're yeah.
0: ever going they're never going to show this match ever again
2: no nah, definitely not so it, uh it. the the match w- sucks by the way
0: uh it, it well, there's so know, much grandiose around it, like it's a it's less oh, of the
2: well, I forgot that stone Cold was the was the guest referee, I think we forgot oh,
0: that yeah that. <laughs> yeah I forgot. yeah, yeah, he was one hundred percent the guest referee. I remember actually, I don't remember if this was the one where I went to the press conference. there's a press conference in New York City for it, and I think I did go to that one, um, and I met like it that might have it might have either been that or the million dollar announcement type of thing, um but I just remember, in terms of this match, there was so much like hype around the grandiose of it and the fact that it was the battle of the billionaires, more so than it, Bobby Lashley versus
2: Umaga, and they the had to work. Ar- they have to work around it so much because they, mm-hmm. Trump has to get his, Vince has to get his. There's a part where Austin gets hit by Umaga and he takes a rough bump, which he's mm-hmm. out for like five minutes. Shane comes out. Uh, you know, Donald it, Trump tackles partner. Vince McMahon, and yes. in like the most like
0: catfighty way ever.
2: <laughs> so weird. Uh, of course, Lashley wins, and I got to give it up for Vince. He really does everything for his art. Like he gets, he gets his shit, his head shaved. It's a great bit. It's a great moment. Everyone's the, cheering. the next
0: night on Raw. I mean, where he had the hat on. He had the very um. What's my man's name? That uh, uh that coach. Um it's always referenced on King of the Hill. I forgot his name. Oh boy. Um but
2: <laughs> he had a Dick Tracy hat on. He had a Dick Tracy yeah, hat on. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> he had
0: that on. And he's just around trying to hide his head, and you like you eventually pull the hat off his head. And Vince man balls is the scariest sight because his ears are f- Freaking huge, <laughs> his ears are huge, so he looks terrible. Um, in this entire thing, but you know what? That was like sports entertainment to me. That's sports entertainment, at it's sports entertainment, the yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it, it is. And of course, after this match, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley and Vince McMahon continued on. We got to see Vince, Vince McMahon become the ECW champion and wear a do rag while doing so. Uh, which led to pretty much... That was a death of ECW at that point. For real, for real that time. Um, I just want to talk about this match, of course, because it is Super Tuesday, and we have to remind ourselves that, that WWE put Donald Trump in their Hall of Fame, and they never mention it. So that is the, that is that match.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> Let's get into Elimination Chamber 2020, and a show that literally had all of its matches announced within the last week. Um, this show is so much of a a nah. non factor yeah man no, I, just a, I think if no- you i think if you put i think if you would have put maybe the roman uh elimination chamber or roman qualification match something like that on it i think it would have had a little bit more heat behind it but for now it's like i don't get the sense that in any of these matches that we're gonna know other than the, the women's elimination <laughs> chamber and we're gonna know anything that's going on for mania and literally yeah it. This match should have, this
0: show looks like it should have been Super Showdown and <laughs> Super Showdown looks like it should have been this show because this show, again, such a non-factor. No world championships are defending on this show.
2: A um, rematch, a rematch even yeah. on this show. Two of them. None, no, three. No, none, three of them. I'm sorry
0: none of the actual major mania programs are any of the people competing on the show. Randy isn't competing. Edge isn't competing. Cena isn't competing. The Fiend isn't competing. Goldberg isn't competing. Uh, Brock Lesnar isn't Drew competing. Either. Drew isn't competing. <laughs> like,
2: Charlotte isn't either. We
0: haven't seen Charlotte yeah. in weeks. Charlotte out here wrestling, having matches with Bianca Belair and, 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 <laughs> and long long step Rhea Ripley
2: over here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um let's get into this. First match, uh they got it pretty much got announced uh after on Monday after he got pinned, of course, because that's the only way that title matches happen in WWE anymore. Uh Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Of course, Andrade is coming back from a suspension. I think the reason they kept this belt on him is so that he could somehow lose it on this match, perplexingly they could have done this match literally 30 days ago but they waited until now to to do so and i think Andrade's going to lose the title he has not had much burn with it but i mean i guess that's just how it happens nowadays yeah
0: i right. what what do you, who do you, what do you think uh, my bad what do you think about umberto Carrillo himself cuz we have thoughts uh he's he's dope he's talented he's definitely
1: exciting to watch um i think they're going to have to you know, maybe put someone by him like a manager or someone like to make kind of give him that that like exciting aspect, because I don't I don't really think he talks much. I'm trying to think if I've ever heard him speak. I don't think I have. Um, but he he definitely puts on through some good matches. So I, I, I wouldn't be mad to see him win the, the title. I, I don't think he'd hold it for long. But uh, yeah, I, I, I could see him winning Sunday.
0: I could only see Umberto winning if. The real thing is to get the belt on Angel Garza. That's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, that's legitimately the only way that I could see him winning in this match. And quite honestly, if they do the Fatal Four Way for at, at WrestleMania, I'm 100 for that. I yep. I don't think though that Umberto is going to win this match. I think Andrade is going to win this match. It's a little weird because Andrade is still very very cold after that month off like it kind of seemed like he was just he just reappeared and he was Mm -hmm. just in the show and he just Mm -hmm. kind of was like all right let's try to interject him back into this thing after a lot of momentum that he had um but i still think he's going to retain i don't know there's something in me i think he's going to
2: retain Mm -hmm. right um next up alistair black versus aj styles another match that uh, was made on Monday from a rematch or the first match that w- that happened. Of course, Alistair Black challenged AJ Styles to this match two weeks ago, uh, saying after he got jumped, they did have the match. However, Alistair was put in a some type of weird gauntlet match where he faced off with all the members of the club, ending with AJ, who took him out with a phenomenal forearm and finally vanquished his undefeated streak that's been going for at least a year at this point, uh, which led to a... No disqualification match that is happening uh, on Elimination Chamber. I think, honestly, AJ's booking is always very strange because he never really loses to new guys like that. Like he beat Ricochet two times in a row. Yeah. So on one end, I'm like, okay, he might beat Alistair again. But on the other end, they put so much behind him, and the way they beat him on Monday doesn't make me feel very good about the chances of AJ winning this, as well as the note the no DQ angle. Uh, which leaves it very open for the Undertaker to come out uh, right. because AJ has been taunting him. So I say Alistair Black wins this match. I think AJ ends up winning, and I think maybe after
1: the match, Undertaker might come and like set up the the two on three for WrestleMania or something like that. But I I, I I can see AJ winning. I don't know. I've I've, I've got a feeling.
0: I I feel like Alistair's going to win. I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't have him lose twice in a row. I think. Um, but I mean. I, I, I just don't think they would have him lose twice in a row, yeah. so I'm going to go Alistair Black winning this match um over a j Styles. A j has nothing really to lose. I can see Undertaker showing up and handling some things. I can see Alistair Black also kicking the shit out of everyone himself. Um, so i'm I'm going to go and say Alistair Black is taking this match,
2: yeah. it's it's very interesting because for the past couple of weeks, we've been asking what's Alistair going to do? And I think this is the clearest sign that, like, if he does win this match, you have something here that he could do. And I think if you're going to go the the triple threat route and not saying it's going to happen, I still absolutely think AJ and Taker is the route here. But if you're going to go the triple threat route, I think, doesn't that give more protection to the Undertaker in itself? As in, he won't have to work as hard. He won't have to do as much. He could literally lay on the outside and just come in and do a couple moves and win.
0: Yeah, That's true. Nah, I don't know, though, but because I, I feel like Undertaker, he hasn't been in a triple threat match in a long time, but I also feel like he's not the type of person to kind of have those matches. He kind of wants to do the one-on-one, tell that story in that kind of way. Um, I think this Alistair Black thing is leading to something else for Alistair, and I think the AJ, this is all leading to AJ Road to The Undertaker. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get a triple threat. I, I kind of want just Styles versus Taker, even though Alist- it would be a great spot for Alistair Black, but I kind of yeah. want Styles versus Taker.
2: Yeah, I, I and, and I agree with you, Mills. And to an extent, I do agree with you too, Armin. Like I think, again, there, there's these are two very protected characters. Yeah. So to me, you can't go wrong with either. Of course, I would feel a way if Alistair lost two times in a row in seven days, but... On one end, you have to get that 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 winning streak out. I think you gotta cut it. You gotta make him look human at some point. And so you think you can build him back up, not to a ricochet level. <laughs> of course, like you don't want to make it look like that. But I think that they've kept him so strong that you don't really wanna you don't wanna lose that that momentum. And it's like people will say like, oh, you can lose the AJ and lose nothing, but I think absolutely Alistair can. I mean, he's looked strong against literally everyone on the roster. So I think they should be very careful about his positioning here. Um, next match is for the raw tag team championship street profits versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. What is there much prediction to do here? I don't think they're going to give the belts right back to Seth Rollins. I think this is pretty much the profits to lose here. Yeah. yeah. Street profits. Got it. Hands <laughs>
0: yeah. Down. I had nothing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's nothing to say here. I think it'll, I don't know if it'll be better than their match on Monday. I don't know if it'll be better. their match is super showdown, but seeing this match three times in one week, It's kind of wild. Uh, I think that I think they need to stay far away from each other after this and give us war Raiders. I'm sorry. Viking Raiders versus profits at at Mania. I think that's the match I want to see. Uh, Next up is the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Smackdown Tag Team Championship. Miz and Morrison versus New Day versus Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. How did you guys feel when they said Lucha House Party? I'm
0: like, you need six. And <laughs> <we> have, <laughs> unless the colognes are coming back, you only have five. So, the whole, I party, mean, they, I have, mean they, have the
2: revival. they have the revival, and they're not even in the match.
0: God. I mean, oh, I guess they did. I forgot all about the... Ref- maybe they're injured or something. I don't know. Maybe they're getting yeah. time off. They are um, from what I recall, it's definitely been like a month, huh? Revival. Yeah, but yeah, it's been about like. A month. To be honest with you, they put them in the match. You're kind of patronizing them because they, they're not winning the match. And it doesn't even seem like they want to work towards anything with WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's kind of like, let's put in Lince Dorado, Grand Metal League. Let's get some high-flying, cool stuff out of the way. Um, this entire match, to me...
2: It's, it ends to, to a me,
0: me <laughs> Yeah. And I think one of the to the means is getting Otis and Dolph Ziggler in the same ring at the same time. Yep. Um, I think that's going to play very, very heavily into this match. Um, I think the whole Miz Morrison, New Day, Usos, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Rue thing will also play out a little bit. Lucha House Party really just here to hear the take a pinfall. I'm calling with the chance retaining. The Miz and John Morrison just seems like they should retain. I don't know. They just want it. Yeah.
1: yeah. that 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 makes the most sense of course i would love to see heavy machinery win because i fuck with otis a lot um and there's always that uh you know jimmy and jay of the usos that end up winning just because they're they're always kind of booked into a uh booked into a, a winning situation so there's always that possibility but realistically miz and morrison
0: retained yeah i think if you put the titles on heavy heavy machinery then you eliminate the uh the kind of usefulness of the Ms. Morrison new day and it yeah, all yeah. in one fatal swoop. Yeah. Um, so it's going to have to be one of those three, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, that's well, what I think.
2: How do you guys feel after this? If they do retain, they're going to, if they're going to do a multi-man tag match, we're going to see this again. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: You <laughs> know, every year, the last three years.
2: So. Yeah. Like, like that's the, that's the frustrating part about this elimination chamber is that like if you don't have an idea to do two of them, just do one of them. We're fine. I'm fine with them doing one.
0: I'm 100% fine with one. I actually, I probably said this last year. I don't even like elimination chamber matches. They're too, they're too long. They are. They're way too long. They're at least 25 minutes, and the drama doesn't start until 25 minutes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> like to me, I I I dislike elimination chamber matches. Just based on how frequently they're actually done, they don't seem to be an end to a few. They seem to be more of an attraction as of something. Um, And then it's weird when they just stick all these six tag teams and Lucha House Party in this match. Um, So, yeah, I'm not a fan either way, but, you know, it is what it is.
2: Uh, Next up, Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Three-on-one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. I really like their segments for the past two and a half, three weeks on SmackDown. I love that Sammy's getting back into the ring here. I think that it's been long overdue. I think we've been seeing him as a manager for quite some time, and this is going to be really cool to see him back, get his wrestling boost back on. Um, I, this winner is... It's, it's in the bag, right? I, I think that, again, this is just another blow-off, I think. I would be happy if... Sami Zayn won. <laughs> well, I, I well that was my question, and, and I want to kind of get get a have a fun conversation here because it's so obvious that Braun's going to win. But if they win, all three of them win the Intercontinental Championship, and they kind of do the Freeborough rule with it, that would be really funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. They've been no, ruled. no. Go ahead. I would, I, I I that that would be a really cool way to like, especially to incorporate Sammy because I've always thought Sammy deserved more as a, as as a wrestler over the years, um, the better booking, titles. So it, it would be cool to see him like you know doing his his antics with Shinsuke and then Cesaro. And I always thought Cesaro deserved more too. Like he hasn't held a title since the tag team titles maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago. So that 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 would be cool to see. Even though I'm a huge bron, uh, bronze stand.
0: You really like I Braun? Think, I love Braun. Ooh, Braun's okay. A, wow. Braun's my guy. That's a that's a new one. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sammy, no, I want. I kind of want Sammy to take home, like, I want there to be a way where Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro are taking all these bullets for Sammy, and then Sammy is the one who kind of ends up laying down on Braun at the right particular time, and walking out Intercontinental Champion, and it kind of makes Nakamura and Cesaro maybe look at Sammy sideways, mm. in terms of what he's doing and what his motivations was, and then eventually they kind of step aside, so Braun can un- finally get his hands on Sammy, and they kind of do that whole story leading into WrestleMania. If they chose to do that, I think Sammy, I think that would be a much better use of Sammy Zayn and Braun Strowman, because I don't think Braun Strowman as champion, I don't know what, what really much more you can do here. Yeah. Um, even though he just won it, I don't know what more else he can do. All the great guys are taken up, um, so I mean, I'm gonna go with. The team Sami Zayn, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm saying Braun Strowman oh. gets the belt off of him. Yeah. Wow. Not even 3 weeks with it and he's going to get it off of him. He's a giant. He's he's a giant, man. Like <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not meant to hold, t- hold titles for long.
1: Yeah, and it it'll be longer than his one night with the Raw Tag Team Titles with Nicholas, so. You know.
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh,
0: um main event do we need to? Foregone conclusion.
2: Yeah, let's make it interesting here. Okay, storyline directions. No, story, I'm, no, I'm, way. no. I'm, but I mean, there is something interesting here in the meals, and I think it's storyline directions for Mania. I yep. think I think we're gonna get a Riot Squad three way match on Mania. I think that's definitely happening. And I definitely do think we're gonna get Natty versus Oscar at Mania too, in some way, shape, or form, whether it be a tag team match or a one on one match. I think we're gonna get those two because they've had beef for the past month, <laughs> and they gotta settle that thing.
0: Yeah, I I disagree because I really think you're going to get Shayna Baszler versus Becky. Obviously, when Shayna Baszler wipes the floor with everyone else in this match, unfortunately. And do you, do
2: you think Shayna's gonna be the the sixth one off the pod?
0: Um, yes, because she's not working that long, nor would I be. If she is working that long, she's laying down a lot. Like, I, I can't see her. She's not a dynamic performer, in my opinion. She kind of really just colors in between the lines. Um, when it comes to working matches, um, I think there's an interesting, you know, there's an interesting right squad thing, but I don't think, personally, me, I don't think either of them all three of them having enough stock to warrant an actual standalone match at WrestleMania. Maybe. Like I would be, I would feel bad for them trying to convince people to care about all three of them. And it's not that, you know, they're not there yet. They could get there eventually, but I don't think they're at the point right now. Liv Morgan is still introducing a new character. Ruby, Riot Just got back and she's trying to, You know, so when are they going to blow it off? Sarah Logan on Raw, (laughs) something along those lines. I couldn't see it warranting an actual match, a standalone match at WrestleMania. It's a great fantasy book WrestleMania match, but I can't see it warranting that unless they really amp up the levels crazy on this. Yeah, not the main card, maybe kickoff, but uh, I couldn't even see kickoff. Yeah, because it's. they have in the women's battle Royal thing. So that's kind of where I see. And, you know, I think it's a better opportunity to put one of them in that match. And if one of them goes over, then they're set for, then you, you can continue to build towards that match. But I couldn't see that happening as much as it would be cool to kind of look back at it now. Like I couldn't see it happening. It would be, it would be like saying Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville at mania. And I'm just like, but they're not ready yet. Like at all.
2: Um, (laughs) Uh, so, of course, this is this is the uh, this is the Elimination Chamber match for the right to face Becky. And I think we know where this is going. I, I think that we're going to get Shayna versus Becky. I, I think the direction that they're taking right now is that Becky is overconfident and that she is, you know, kind of she's done it all. She'd be Oscar. And now she's like she's she's beating everybody in the division. And I think that's the story they're running with. And, you know, it's I'm 50-50 right now. And if she retains against Shayna, you know, Mm -hmm. whether she surprises her or whether, you know, uh, Becky does defeat her, I think it would be very kind of weird if Becky did retain here. But, you know, we've seen way more confusing, surprising victories at at WrestleMania. But, you know, this seems to be the foregone conclusion. But how do they keep this hot for the next month and a half here? they got to meet at some point.
0: Yes. I think they can. I think there's enough intrigue and the star power between both of them to make it interesting. I mean, at this point, Becky Lynch has been doing this for the last like five months of her kind of just walking out and talking as opposed to like having these actual matches herself. So I don't doubt that they could manage to carry this five more weeks until WrestleMania, even less than it's like a whole month away. Good Lord. Um, So I I, I don't doubt it at all. Like, I think they can get there. Yeah, just gotta throw a contract signing one of those weeks you know (laughs) yeah i'm sure that's what they're gonna do contract signing uh limo racing i don't know whatever Uh, um something along those lines but you know we'll see we'll see
2: yeah and uh that is predictions and that is i want to ask two things really really quickly okay all right well those two things. Every about. every. You know, I notice every single week. We're gonna. I'm about to leave. You always have eight things to say. I need to not no, be ready to leave. I
0: want two things. I want to ask. First of all, I want to ask about the Cena and Fiend thing. How do you guys feel about it? I love it. I
2: yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's all. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, that. That's. I. I feel as though, if you want to rehab the Fiend, this is the match to give him. I think that again. Goldberg wasn't really a Fiend target. He's never he had, had, had never met Goldberg before. He had never like they had never had a, a a past. I think Cena and Fiend have a past. Every single feud he's been in has been someone that he's had some interaction with or someone that he that has wronged him right in the past. So Cena was his first, I believe, Mania match, was he not? Mm-hmm. And he wants to avenge that loss. And I think that's the story that you go in with is that this is this was. Bray's biggest embarrassment was losing at me cuz I remember we were pissed when Cena went over Bray that year. And I yeah. think they should write that wrong here and have have Cena uh you know take the return pin return the favor. Yeah. yeah, return the favor.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a cool match. Um I I I actually sent meals a tweet I think like last week uh with some fantasy booking I did. I I thought it would have been cool if they had Cena somehow involved in the um in the uh, braun Shinsuke, maybe throw daniel in there for, for the intercontinental title and let cena become a grand slam champion and so, so they could do the 17th title thing like next year or something like that but um cena fiend is definitely cool um i think you know cena returning uh, people were talking about that for weeks the fiend having something to prove Feeling like he has to get revenge. I'm actually going to go back and watch. I think it was the 2017 Royal Rumble where Goldberg came back to see if like him and Bray ha- had a spot there that might have led to this the, the title match they had. But otherwise, uh, seen a cool. And have we seen the end of Ricochet? Oh my god, man! This shit hurts. This shit hurts a <laughs> lot. Uh,
2: yeah. there was always this. There was always and we know this, there was always a ceiling to him. And I think wow. that if you have, I, I've, I've, I've been very vocal in the fact that his his promos are always bad. I've been very vocal in that, meals. You have to be, you have to. Uh, do you feel like it's I, a. I don't think it's the end. If To answer your question. No, I don't think it's the end. I think that, again, he's in that Finn Balor spot. Where they feel as though they can put him in any type of feud, any type of match, and he's an auxiliary player and they'll give him that one win. But against Riddy Mo <laughs> yeah, I mean Finn Finn lost against way more embarrassing people.
0: Nah, not Riddy Moe, baby. Well, all I, well, on his yeah, trunks. <laughs> well, I,
2: I think that, I, again, again, commentary covered quite well for Ricochet. And I think, again, these aren't things that you take for, for granted as far as the way. This that is true. He was injured
0: he, from the match. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like the way he was presented on Monday wasn't as someone who was a scrub or it was it was Riddick Moss getting getting one over on him. And I think that, again, like this is the way that CM Punk used to get booked against Hardcore Holly all the time, where he would lose to Hardcore Holly. And then out of nowhere, they heat him up again. and He beat Hardcore Holly three times in a row. I I think again. It depends on where we're going next with this. Is he Cedric Alexander, which people are like comparing him to? Hell, no, he's not Cedric Alexander. If you're being buried, you're not on TV. If you're Mm -hmm. being buried, commentary doesn't care about you. If you're being buried, you're not in a. No matter how quick he lost, you're not in a match with Brock Lesnar. He's not in that spot if he's not valued. Period.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Listen, Ricochet. It's been a bad week for Ricochet. That's all I say. I'll say, keep your head up.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, maybe, I, uh, uh, I think this just
1: sets him up for like you know, put him on a losing streak, and then uh, he'll turn. That, that that's a possibility. Um, I'd be interested to see him as a heel, just because I feel like he's he's really loved by by fans, and he's he's got that baby face thing going. So
2: it would be- end
0: up kicking out to Black in the face. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs>
2: Hey, and, and I'd be with it. I yep. think you could, you could definitely do that, and they would kill it because we haven't seen that before. We haven't seen that match before, and I think if you give that to that feud, you know, the, the proper burn, then they can go ahead and do it. But do remember that in just two months, we have money in the bank, and, you know, this could be setting up for that. Who knows what, 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 you know, where this could be going, but I would, I'd wait and see with Ricochet. I think that, you know, I really honestly think at this point, they need to give him a manager.
0: They need to do something. They need to do something with him. The the promos ain't it.
2: The promos ain't it. And I think the superhero thing is even worse. And I think they need to get away from that superhero stuff immediately. This man was out in in superhero underoos for like six months. Get him out of there. I just think he just needs to be a lot more aggressive with the things that
0: he do and take it up a level and and start um, becoming... I wouldn't say because everything that he does is kind of credible, but he needs to kind of like take it up to the next level and really kind of show some sort of assertiveness and aggression in the things that he do. And I think that's where we're gonna see it kind of go, where he's gonna get a lot more aggressive as we as we you know count the losses, um,
2: which aren't many. Yeah, that's to be clear. Yeah, there, that's, there aren't
0: many losses. Not a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. We can wrap it up.
2: All right, that that has been the week in wrestling. I want to thank, once again, Armand for being on the show. What's your Twitter handle? Where can we find you? Let us know.
1: Twitter handle is at A underscore S-A-D-L-E-R 3. Um, find me on Twitter. Instagram is just my name, Armand Sadler. Um, if y'all want to hit me on PS4, uh, we, we can do that. I, I play 2K. I, I didn't buy uh, WWE 2K20 this year. <laughs> 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 it hasn't been pretty good. Um, so we can get on nineteen. We can get on nineteen. Yeah, I got I, I got nineteen. We, we, we could definitely run that. But um, yeah, let's run nineteen. Thank you guys for having me. Really, like I said, really enjoy the pod. I, I check it out, and uh, you guys got me thinking about wrestling differently. So it's it's litty.
2: Thank you oh. so much, man. Uh, and once again, you can follow us at RT Radio Live for the latest and greatest and all of our wrestling related content. Make sure you follow us and make sure you subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. A show RNC. It will pop right up. It is the big A. You can't miss it. It's on every one of our covers. Leave us a comment. So, you know, give us five stars. Rate us. Please let us know how you're feeling out there. Uh, and let's 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 run it up. Again, we have Mark Madness continuing next week. We're gonna have the brackets out as well on Twitter, so make sure you're following us for that as well. It is the Queen of the Ring tournament, and next week we will have all the fallout from WWE Elimination Chamber 2020 and more mania moments for you. So for Armin, for meals, I am J5. Thank you so much for listening to The A Show. Until next week, peace. Happy Roots of Day and wash your hands.